You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Tuesday show for you. We're going to talk about Big Brother. I did get caught up, and finally, we got some gameplay going on right now. Also, I'm going to tell you what I missed. I'm going to fill you in a little bit more about my Vegas trip that I did not get into yesterday, but it is now officially over since I am back home. As you can probably tell by the sound of this podcast versus the last two podcasts you heard, Friday and yesterday were both recorded in Las Vegas. Um, there is a news story that makes me want to pull my hair out, and we've got an update on Britney Spears and a possible new boyfriend. What a resume this guy has. Get to all that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve50. Use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve50. Use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's get started. First off, let me just say this. I did not watch Thursday's episode of Big Brother because obviously I was out of town, but when I came back, I had already read what happened, and I was very well aware that Cameron and Bowie Jane were the only two that voted to keep Red in the house, and there was a major switch and Red was gone. Everyone else voted Red out. And it seemingly was put together by the trio of Sari, Felicia, and Izzy. They were the masterminds behind getting Red out. Well, as I read, I didn't go back and watch the HOH competition that Cameron had won. I think it actually aired during Thursday night's episode. I think it was. I think I read that was the first time we have seen an HOH crowned uh, during an episode outside of oh god, not even the first one. So Cameron won, and so I went back and watched Sunday night's episode when I got back yesterday. And I'm like, wait a second, he's going to put up the same two people he put up last time. He's going to put up Jag and Blue. However, I watched it because it had recorded on my DVR, but Sunday night's football game between the Patriots and Eagles ran long by about 15 minutes, which means 60 minutes ran over by 15 minutes, which means I only got the first 45 minutes of Big Brother. So basically it went into the last commercial break, and then that's when my DVR ended, and I need to, I need to go change that. Actually, I did it yesterday. I just changed it to add 30 minutes because anytime CBS has the late game, it's probably going to run over and that's going to push back 60 minutes, which is going to push back Sunday night's big brother show. So I'm going to add, I probably would just, I, I probably, I added 30 minutes. I'm probably going to change it to adding an hour just to be on the safe side, whatever the case may be. Here we are Sunday night and I see the first 45 minutes and I'm like, he's going to put Jag and blue up. Really? This is just, what is going on here? All he does is talk about how he knows that Felicia, Sari, and Izzy are running the house. And he even said that to a few people in his when he when Red was still around, he was telling Red, 
I, they're coming after me. I got to get them out. So I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, great. He's going to put up Jag and Blue. And then that's when my episode ended on my DVR. Then I go online to search and I read that he blindsided everybody and threw up Felicia and Izzy. That is some good gameplay. Because if you were to ask me right now who's playing the best game, it's Cameron. Because he's the first person to make a move this game. He might not win, but I think he's playing the best game. He's good at comps. He's smart. He's seemingly understanding how this show works and how the game is played. Now, the very next time that he doesn't win HOH, which is going to be next HOH because he can't win it back-to-back, assuming someone from Ceres Alliance win, Cam is going up again. So he's going to have to save himself with the power veto because it seems like people are going to be targeting him the second they can. But a total blindside. I saw where he invited Blue into his room and said, I want to put you up. But he kind of gave her a, but don't worry about it. He didn't tell her you're not my target, but he gave her a just hang with me kind of deal. And then I saw Jag go into his room and he said, look, I don't want to go against you. But then he just kind of left it cryptic with him. So I was like, what is his plan here? And obviously that's when the episode cut out. So I had to go online and read and nobody saw it coming. Because he was telling everybody in the house, yeah, I'm just going with Jag and Blue again. And then, voila, surprise, surprise, Felicia and Izzy are up. Now, when I did go searching for that, remember, I went searching for this yesterday or last night to find out who he put up. Well, when I type in Big Brother spoilers, I was ha- I had to read the headlines of some of these articles And there's already pages, obviously, that's updating on everything that's happened since then. And I read a headline that said something to the effect of Cam's plan has been thrown for a loop, but I did not click on the article. So I don't want to know until tomorrow when I watch the episode exactly how Cameron's plan was thrown for a loop. Did Izzy or Felicia win power veto? Did because even if they won power of veto and they took themselves off, he would just put Suri up because he knows Suri is part of that threesome. So the only way his plan is thrown for a loop, if I read that correctly, I think I did. The only way his plan gets thrown for a loop is if something out of the stupid verse changes the game again, which very well could be possible. But because, look, I'm not claiming that there's going to be any sort of chicanery going on or any sort of fixing going on, but you know damn well so that CBS loves having Suri on the show. And if Izzy or Felicia did win Power Veto and took themselves off, which they obviously would, I got to imagine Cameron put Suri up. And C- CBS does not want Suri gone from this show. They can't fix it per se, but they can throw in their stupid verse and change the rules to keep people around. So I'm curious to see. Uh, We'll revisit this on Thursday 
once I see what happened on the power veto and how it played out and what I can go back to that article and just see what it actually said about how Cameron's plan seemingly was thrown for a loop. I think that's what it said. It said something about Cameron's plan and there was a change or something, but I'm sure any of you watching the live feeds or following along on spoilers knows exactly what this is. And all I ask is, you know, don't tell me. I'll find out tomorrow night. But I do love the fact that he's playing a game now because we had all our eliminations so far were unanimous up until Red last week, and he only got two. That's because Cameron and Bowie Jane were on the outside looking in of the other alliance. So we'll see going forward if there's going to be any more unanimous votes. But, gosh, if Izzy or Felicia did not win Power of Veto or nobody won it that took them down, I'm curious on who the house wants out. Because that's two people from the three main people that seem to be running this game so far. Sari, Izzy, and Felicia. So my guess would be Felicia, but there's so much I'm not privy to having not watched the live feeds and just kind of been out of the loop for the last four days not watching the show, having been out of town. So I cannot wait to see exactly what went down uh, in tomorrow's episode. So a little bit about my Vegas trip this weekend. It was a good trip. It was, I got off to a great start on Thursday. I I don't know how many of you out there play craps or no craps, but for those that do, you know that bonus game that's on a lot of the craps tables right now, which is called, some places say it's all small, all tall, make them all, or it's been renamed at some casinos as little ones, big ones, boomer bust. I play at every role. It's a fun game to play. I love playing the bonus game. Well, I can tell you that on Thursday alone, in the first three hours that I was playing, that I had started playing when I got to Vegas, in the first three hours I was there, I hit the boomer bust three times, meaning every number was rolled during the course of a roll, three different times. I did it personally myself once when I was rolling the dice, and then two other people had done it. I was like, this is going to be the greatest trip ever. I've gone whole trips where not only was Boomer Bust never hit, I never hit a little ones or a big ones. And that's for hours of playing craps. And then this trip, (laughs) the Boomer Bust hits three times in a span of three hours. For those that don't know, Boomer Bust pays 151 to 1, which means that you hit the little ones and the big ones, and those pay 31 to 1. So it was a nice payout three different times. However, that happened on the first night. And usually when you start playing with house money, it's almost impossible to keep that going. The tables were actually really good Friday and Saturday and actually Sunday, to be honest with you, to where it wasn't like I was getting destroyed. I had a great college football Saturday, 6-1-1 in my picks. NFL wasn't great for me. Got off to a, a and not a great start going two and three on Sunday. But personally, 
I've had weekends where, where when I had control of the dice, I rolled really well. And I've had weekends where I could not, I, I'd crap out immediately. And it's just, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. Again, this is it's why it's called gambling. There's a lot of risk involved. You can't control the dice. You just roll them and hope your numbers come up. Uh, you know, there's videos online on YouTube on uh, holding the dice a certain way and throwing them a certain way to guarantee maximum. It's just like, okay, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't buy any of that stuff. You would have to literally have your own craps table at home that is similar to a Vegas craps table and practice for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on end to possibly get any sort of system where you could guarantee at least some sort of advantage in the way you roll the dice. And I, I just don't I just don't believe that. With that said, this is one of the best dice rolling weekends I've ever had. Like I mentioned, I did hit the boomer bust on Thursday. Saturday night after dinner at Lavo, which was excellent. I don't think I've ever had a bigger piece of chicken parm for dinner. That chicken that I had was literally the biggest piece of chicken I've ever had in a chicken parm dinner. It was humongous. If you've ever been to Lavo and had the chicken parm, if you haven't, I would suggest it. It's one of my favorite restaurants in Las Vegas. But after that, we ended up playing, and I threw a I, – I rolled really well. Did not hit the bonus. I was two away. I needed the 10 and the 11. I did hit the little ones. I hit two, three, four, five, six. I needed the 10 and 11, and I must have rolled for probably – 20 or 25 minutes before I crapped out. I had a lot of money out on the table when I crapped out. And I had won myself a lot of money. But, you know, you get to that point, you're always like, oh, God, if I only would have gone a little bit further, I could have won so much more. But, yeah, you just you just never know. You pick up the dice and you roll it. And you just hope that you don't crap out. And there's no rhyme or reason. Because the very next time I got the dice, I crapped out on the first roll after literally rolling for 20 or 25 minutes. That's what I mean when I say it's there's no rhyme or reason. You can't control how you roll. But overall, one of my best rolling weekends uh, for sure. All right, this story makes me absolutely pull my hair out. And I, I understand that we live in a... We live in a day and age now where if you go on a reality show you become, you know, quasi famous. I don't know what level you want to say it is or what list people are on, a C list, a D list. I it varies. Obviously, it also depends on how long you lasted on a show, what your storyline was. And I'm not saying that Tyler Cameron is not a big name cuz he's the most followed male in the history of the Bachelor franchise. So clearly he's got a lot of followers. I believe he still has a podcast, or maybe he quit that podcast. I don't know. He's going to be on uh, Special Forces, which is starting soon, right? Doesn't that start soon? Did it start tonight? I don't even remember. Or last night? I think it might have. Or maybe it starts next week. I don't know. But Tyler Cameron was 
a front page story on Us Weekly yesterday. And I'm like, whoa. Did he say something? Is he now dating somebody? Did, did, he, get, did he give a quote about something? No. Tyler Cameron was a headline story on Us Weekly yesterday because he got a haircut. No joke. He got a haircut. So it turned into the headline, the third story on Us Weekly's front page, Bachelorette alum Tyler Cameron cuts off his mullet. I got yelled at, was the quote next to it. They didn't talk to him. They just looked at his Instagram, and he got a haircut. 11 days after he debuted his mullet, described as stage one of getting rid of my long hair, Cameron uploaded a TikTok video to show off his new cropped cut. I got yelled at by my agents, the Bachelorette alum captioned in the transformation clip. And that's it. That was the story. I know it was a slow news day yesterday, but holy crap. Tyler Cameron getting it, and I have nothing against Tyler. Everything I've heard about him, great guy. One of the few from this franchise, apparently, that is an actually decent human being. I have nothing against him. This has nothing to do with him and him getting a haircut. He can get a haircut all he wants. What I'm saying is, did it really need to be a front-page story on Us Weekly? The answer is no. But this is what they do. That's kind of embarrassing. Come on now. We can be better than that. I did not watch the Mass Singer premiere, which apparently was the other night. Demi Lovato was on it and got eliminated first? <laughs> Isn't she a Grammy award-winning singer? <laughs> how did she get eliminated? Does she not know how to sing anymore? Isn't the worst singer of the episode voted on by the fans? And say what you want about Demi Lovato. She's a damn good singer. I can't believe she got voted out first. I didn't I didn't watch the episode, so maybe the other, you know, freak show acts, you know, with their costumes are all going to be people that are going to be revealed later that end up being like Tony Award winners or whatever. I'm just, I don't know who she went up against. I don't even remember what her costume was. But I did see that she got eliminated, and I'm stunned. But maybe I should watch the episode to see who sang against her for her to be eliminated in the very first episode of the new season. It's amazing that that show has had the success that it has had. I mean, it's not a bad show. It's a very you know mindless show. You just sit back for an hour and watch people sing in freaky costumes. It's just, you know, when it first premiered here, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Like, we're watching stuffed animals sing on stage. And here we are. I think it's like season. I, I don't even know what season this is. Ten. Whoever thought that show would last ten seasons or whatever it is, eight, nine. It's it's eight, nine or ten. It's it's way longer than anybody ever thought. But same judging panel ever since season one. It's been Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy, Ken Jeong, and Nicole Scherzinger. That's pretty amazing. 
because even if being on this long, you would think a judging panel would have changed at some point. But I mean, it's it's very it's a very you know kind of corny, hokey show with a lot of overreactions by the fans. But you get some really good singers on it. The amount of the amount of good singers they've gotten to do this show is pretty amazing. So. I I guess I'm just stunned. I didn't watch the episode, like I said, but Demi Lovato out first episode of the Masked Singer new season. Yikes. And finally, while I was also scrolling Us Weekly yesterday, we see this headline. Britney Spears' rumored boyfriend, Paul Richard Solis, says she is a phenomenal woman. Okay, nice headline. First off, rumored boyfriend, Paul Richard Solis. Who's Paul Richard Solis? Should we know him? So then I read the story. Paul Richard Solis has nothing but sweet things to say about rumored girlfriend Britney Spears amid her split from Sam Asgari. I think that's I don't know how to pronounce his name. Asgari. And I'm like, okay, he's giving a quote to us weekly about Britney. Where and why? And he said, she's a phenomenal woman. Solis, 37, exclusively told us weekly of Spears following his own court appearance for allegedly violating his probation. So wait a second. Us Weekly had a reporter at Paul Richard Solis's court hearing and asked him about Britney? And that's how he gave him a quote? And then he said, she's a very, very good positive. She's a good person. She's a very, very good positive. Okay, Paul Richard Solis. Although he wouldn't divulge details about her, Solis added he still sees Spears and, quote, she's doing great. He also referred to Sam Asgari as a great guy. Here's where the story gets interesting. Who is Paul Richard Solis? I don't know who he is, but he's got quite the resume and quite the police blotter about him. Solis has a criminal background that includes charges for multiple misdemeanors, including disturbing the peace, child endangerment, and driving without a license, in addition to felonies for possession of a controlled substance for sale of and possession of a firearm, according to records obtained by us. Solis, who was also a father, noted that he, quote, wasn't really worried about, end quote, his ongoing criminal case and thought it would end up being dismissed. He's also currently enrolled in court-ordered anger management classes. In an ongoing case, he was arrested in December 2020 for possession of a firearm by a felon and unlawful possession of ammunition. He pleaded no contest, was sentenced to two-year probation and 90 days in jail. After he was released in May, he started working for Spears, according to a, so- a source. Before being spotted with Spears in late August, Solis was hired to do maintenance at her home until he was terminated after about two months, according to the source. He fixed things around the house, things like doorknobs and unclogged toilets, said the source. And Solis wants to clear up his public image. I'm not a bad dude. I understand that things have been said about me in the past, and I have a criminal record. I get it, he explained to us. I'm a working man. I own my own business. I do licensed contractor technique tile. Rumors swirled after the infidelity played a role in her breakup with Sam. 
One source says that Spears with Inner Circle would be really surprised if she was unfaithful. Second insider alleged following up that she cheated with this guy, Solis. He was fired when Britney's team found out they were sleeping together, but then he came back into the picture, an insider claimed. Adding that Asgari learned about Spears allegedly cheating via security camera footage. So I have heard that rumor out there that is there is some sort of footage that Sam saw, and that's why the relationship is over. Again, we have no idea if this any of this is true. We haven't seen this fit, footage, and Sam is not talking about his breakup with Brittany publicly. Um, I you know who knows, but with this guy's background. Brittany, maybe not get involved with him. I'm not saying that she did cheat with him because we don't know for sure. But does she really need this? I know this guy wants to clean up his image, but... I mean, it's got to be tough being her. Anybody that she's going to date is going to be just thrown under a microscope. But... You know, it's not like a lot of searching had to be done to find this guy's criminal past, you know? So, for Brittany's sake and her own mental health, probably she should stay away from moving on to anybody so soon. And if she is choosing this guy, Paul Richard Solis, maybe she should think that over again just because she doesn't need this right now she doesn't really need to be with anybody right now to be honest with you but it's her decision it's her life let her make her own choices i'm just giving my two cents of maybe not paul richard Solis, Brittany. anyway thank you all for listening i really appreciate it please follow me on apple Podcasts. also rate and review if and when you can it does help the podcast believe it or not uh, the Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. Man, what a tough break for the New York Jets last night. Although, I may be able to help Aaron Rodgers. How about that? Anyway, again, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!